Feeble age calls to youthful bravery and powers. And once more, that unique band, the Teen Titans, must rise to fate's challenge when terrible forces decree... Inherit the the Howling Knight! Hey everybody, welcome to The Brave and the Bob, episode two. So, I have got (laughs) two... Not just one, but two, a tag team, super guests, super podcasters here joining me to talk about a Zany Haney comic from the early 1970s. Uh, so please welcome the boys from the Checkered Past podcast. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Great. Doing great. Hello. And I will tell you, I always wait with bated breath for my Apple podcast to pull your show up and say there is a new episode. Usually what Sunday Monday? Uh, ish, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, later than Tuesday. Yeah, we hey, record, we usually record on Sunday afternoons. I mean, yeah, regular, you know, everyday life kind of gets in the way, sadly, of podcasting yeah. sometimes. But you know, uh, yeah, always look forward to it. If it's a Sunday, I always wait till Monday morning to listen to you guys on my uh, commute. Because I need to not be driven insane by my job, and listening to podcasts is how I prevent that. <laughs> so glad. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I have a hard commute to right down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife says too. She's like, "I don't want to go to work today." I'm like, "You could work in your pajamas. What are you crying about?" She's just like, "Shut up!" You know, she'll tell me so. <laughs> Yeah, work is, uh, yeah, I drive an hour to an hour and a half to get down where I'm at. And then I drive around all day long to 15 different customers as well. So I just spend pretty much my whole day in my car. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. So I burn, yeah, I burn through podcast episodes like crazy. I bet you do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, it keeps me sane. So it keeps me uh, not behind bars. So, you know, (laughs) there's always that. (laughs) So, but all right, well, before we get rolling here and talk about this comic, a bit of sad news. As of this recording today, uh, George Perez has passed away. And uh, what a great creator, great guy. I had a chance to meet him. Um, have you guys ever met him? We have not met him, but my sister lived for many years in Florida, and she was very involved in community theater down there. <laughs> and she actually formed a theater company with a friend of hers. So... This is after my sister left, but the friend still has the theater company and George was very involved and he would uh, act in shows with them and he would draw program covers for them. Do their artwork for their posters. And in fact, uh, my sister's friend was the inspiration for one of the characters in uh, George's series Sirens, which is, I don't know how long ago that came out, four or five years. Mm -hmm. So we were very excited when my sister went down to visit her her friend and she uh was texting me and she says oh by the way do you know the name george perez <laughs> like <laughs> oh yes so we were very Aww. excited with the possibility of maybe even having him on our podcast but then of course his illness was yeah. announced and Aww. yeah he i mean i think you guys did talk about that on the show one episode didn't you probably, probably. yeah 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 i forgot all about that but yeah i think he I met him one time at New York Comic Con, which is like, you know, super busy. And he yeah. was very, very busy. 
but I waited in line and then I said to the, you know, uh, person working there, the staffer, like, hey, can I kind of cut out a line and come back later? And they were like, sure, you know, you can come back later. And then, you know, you kind of get to butt in front of the line if your number is already, you know, passed by. Sure. So I did. So I did that and I got to meet him. And the staffer said to me, he said, and this is probably four or five o'clock at night. And uh, the gentleman said uh, he hasn't left his table all day not to get something to eat, not to use the restroom, nothing. He has been sketching, signing comics, taking pictures all day. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. Yeah, and you know, you just you hear nothing except stories like that, that just how kind and generous he was with his time and talent. And... Hmm. Yeah, and I think that might have been around when he had one of his eye surgeries as well, because he had trouble with one of his eyes. And, you know, there he is, you know, with basically one eye, is sketching and big smile on his face and taking pictures and putting his arm around people. It was fantastic. I, I was like, wow, like I want to be this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that kind of sucks. I mean, this has been a rough week. It's uh, again, just a few days earlier, Neil Adams passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys had talked about that as well. I think on your last episode before this yeah. recording, and uh, it was just, yeah, it's a tough week. Those were two, you know, giants that can't be replaced and it's just a tough week. Yes. Yeah, but, I'm, uh, I'm probably the oldest person in the room, and I think those two artists, more than anyone, kind of defined, particularly DC Comics, defined kind of the house style, Neil Adams in the 70s and George in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, for me, yeah, you figured when Neil Adams came along with DC there in the 70s, it was... There was kind of a, a bit of a tonal shift there between or away from, you know, more kid-oriented comics to a little bit more... I don't want to say serious comics, but definitely stuff that was aimed at a little bit older of a demographic, I would think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and George, yeah, he was just, yeah, man, wow, Teen Titans. And when I met him, one of the things I wanted him to sign for me was his uh, Avengers JLA crossover. I had him sign that number one issue for me because I just, that blows my mind, that work he did there. Yes, yeah. same. Mm. So, yeah. Rest in peace, George. You know, at least he's not uh, hurting anymore. You know, I don't, mm -hmm. I think he was doing okay, you know, as far as, you know, medication and stuff. So it wasn't too painful for him. But, you know, cancer's an ugly thing. And that's just, uh, well, sorry to, sorry to see that happen. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. Well, if you guys are ready, let's talk about this uh, absolute insanity here by uh, uh, Mr. Bob Haney. So, <laughs> <laughs> this show is uh, going to be centered around the brave and the bold and then also Bob Haney, hence the name, the brave and the Bob. So I see uh, what you did there. <laughs> right. So uh, I kind of equate him sometimes to, uh, you know, Marvel Steve Gerber, where you don't always kind of get what's going on. But I have a fun time when I read their comics. I'm always entertained by them. And Bob yeah. Haney is, you know, a man that. His uh, brain was on a different wavelength, but again, his <laughs> comics are always fun. I yeah, mean, you're I, always going to go along for a fun ride. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you'll scratch your head sometimes, but, you know, again, at the end of the comic, I'm just thinking, oh, that was a blast, even though it's insane. Like, it, it's at, right. sometimes it's at the absolute definition of insanity. Yes. And Teen Titans number 43 from uh, cover date January, February 1973 is... Uh, Definitely part of the insane conversation here. So we <laughs> we have a cover by Nick Cardi, and it says Whiz Kids versus Witchcraft, and mm -hmm. then Teen Titans inherit the Howling Night. And I'm not sure how to even describe this cover. Maybe you guys could uh, 
lend a hand here? Well, we've got uh, uh, Kid Flash and Speedy are tied to the turret of what appears to be a gothic mansion. Well, around the widow's walk. Around yeah. the widow's walk. Robin is pr laying prone on the widow's walk. Wonder Girl is flying above. There's a weather vane in the shape oh, of a I witch. Oh, I noticed it was in the shape of a witch. Yeah, I yeah. just saw that just yeah, now. Yeah. And then some uh, fearsome demon beasts are uh, attacking. They're flying. Yeah. Yes. And then there's a, there's a sort of a hooded death-like demon beast about to get Robin there on the widow's walk. Yeah, wow. That's like in a picture frame type uh, cover here. And then on the side, we have one of my favorite uh, things on comic book covers, either floating heads or when, you know, you have the the roll call basically on the uh, side there. I love that, too, with Robin and Kid Flash and Wonder Girl and Speedy. Yeah, I looked at some uh, DC Comics published around this same time, and there are lots of floating heads. But this is the only cover style I can recall where the full body shots of the cast are down the side. I like the angle of the cover, too. I like that, you know, they, they could have done uh, that sort of picture frame uh, at perfect right angles to the entire issue co to cover, but they did them at a nice angle, so it gives it some sense of visual movement with the title Teen Titans and, and how it's all sort of, you know, captured as if the, as if the picture's moving. Mm, yeah, there is a lot of good motion effect here, that's for sure. But, yeah, this cover is, wow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what uh, Nick Hardy if he was brainstorming with Haney about the cover or Haney just said go nuts or what here. But yeah, this is, <laughs> this is a wild cover. It, it looks a little, a little, a little weird, <laughs> but I love it. You yeah. know what I like? I might once in a while talk about the difference between the, the, the comics that we talk about and all the time. And this um, it's that there's a really good perspective on this cover, you know, in which you, we don't see as often in, in the ones that we look at. Mm, yes, the checkerboard stuff. Yeah, I don't have a lot from that era, but what I do have, I adore those comics. So anytime I have one that uh, you guys talked about, I dig, dig it out of a box and definitely check it out to try to read along because it was a fun era. I really enjoy them. I don't have, like I said, very many, but I enjoy them. I love DC, Silver Age, Bronze Age. Love it. Absolutely yes. love those eras. Okay, so yeah, this is, uh, there's actually two stories in this one. We're going to, you know, dive in here on the first one and then just kind of, breeze through the second one a little bit but this first one is again script uh, bob haney and uh pencils art saf uh inks nick cardi and letters ben oda i you know dc is very tough to find color credits on especially mm. in the uh, uh yesteryear so i'm not sure if there's anywhere that has color credits for this but i could not find any i don't know yeah and it, it, characters in this story are great, too. So we have Robin, you know, Wonder Girl, Kid Flash, Speedy, and then <laughs> some of the uh, supporting cast in this one. Uh, one of the people is Lilith, who I do not know very much about. So we're going to try to talk about her for a minute and figure her out. I, that's somebody that when I think Teen Titans, I think who? And uh, she's in a couple of issues I have, but uh, she's not somebody I'm very familiar with. Uh, what about you guys? You know is her. Is she someone's cousin in the Teen Titans? Is she is she there for the summer? No, Rob. Are you sure? Yes. So he, I'll pick my brain a little. I know a little about her. So she was introduced. I think like issue number twenty-five, somewhere around there. Um, and she was uh, kind of a precognitive ESP-ish kind of character 
Um, and she got the Teen Titans involved in their Mr. Jupiter era, where they were under the tutelage of the mysterious Mr. Jupiter, and they abandoned their costumes, and Robin left the team for a while, and they kind of uh, just traveled around doing dangerous teenage things. Like Scooby-Doo? A, a little bit, yeah. Hmm. Um, so that's when, like, Mal Duncan was introduced during that era, and Hawk and Dove joined the team, and Robin and Aqualad were out of the picture for a while. Hmm. So, uh, you know, Lilith hung around for a while, and then she, when the Teen Titans uh, came back for a brief period in the 1970s, she had a uh, Titans West team that she led, and then she came back uh, in Dan Jurgens's run when he, with the, I can't even remember all the heroes that were there. I know that the Adam was suddenly a teenager and he was on that team. But Lilith was hanging around there as Omen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Interesting yeah. name there, but okay. Yeah, so, and I didn't realize too until I looked at the credits that uh, the former quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, Peyton Manning, was in this comic as well, I see. Yes. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says right there on the screen I'm looking at, so he it has must be true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then... These demon creatures are apparently called moonlings, which, okay, that's interesting, but... Yeah, um, so, first of all, mm -hmm. I mentioned that Lilith was, uh, just had, like, ESP powers. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, also, now she knows everything about every mysterious creature and witchcraft, also. Yeah, she's an occult expert, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 my, my theory is that she's, she goes to wizard college, or something like that, or witch's college, or... And she's on her uh, summer vacation. Well, that's not correct, but you okay. can go on thinking that. All right. Well, she's learned something this semester. That's why she knows this. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is, the spotlight is on her in the second story. So we'll definitely yes. get to uh, her shenanigans there. But yeah, in this first story, she does uh, appear to be an occult expert as well. So that's an interesting thing. But all right, well, here, let's just, uh, I'm just going to, uh, since I just can't stop podcasting it just makes me a lazier and lazier podcaster so what i'm going to do is <laughs> <laughs> read a one sentence synopsis about what the generalities are here and then we'll just dive into kind of a page by page look how about that yeah excellent okay so the titans defeat the moonling demons that have kept the cyrus and davy manning trapped on the manning estate okay great synopsis computer it gave away what happens uh. <laughs> Well, there goes the suspense. So anyway, all right, let's look at this uh, splash page here. So I was thinking when I first opened this and looked at this page, like, oh, it's starting in action, like something's already going on. And yeah. mm -hmm. I think a lot of the Silver Age comics did that. But then when you turn to the next page, it would start out with the story brand new before this, you know, splash page scene happened. But that doesn't right. happen here. Right. I noted yeah. that as well. It's. We call that in media race in the business. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It, I don't mind when they start out like the Silver Age ones, they show that and then they start up. But this was really kind of weird because I think it's not until like page six where you really get even a couple of sentences about what the heck's going on, like why the Titans yeah, like, are like even the, there. The whole time you're wondering, why are they in the front yard of this haunted mansion? You know, and you don't learn until later on how, that, how they ended up there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I love the demons chucking this like little ten year old kid around like they're playing <laughs> like basketball with them. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the is that the head demon or head moonling there because he's got a robe and the other ones are naked. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like how they're in shadow but, though, so you can't see their demon parts. Right. Well, he, <laughs> he must have done something to earn clothing. Yeah, he must have. Yeah, maybe he uh, uh, killed a few uh, little ones here. You know, you have to sacrifice some chillins to uh, get your robes or else you're not on the high enough pecking order of the, the moonling. Or maybe he earned a merit badge in knot tying. And, uh, in tying therefore, he was granted a cloak. <laughs> yes, he's like a they're the they're, they have a pecking order, but it's like the Boy Scouts. You get badges for different things. <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah we see the old guy on the ground pointing up there help me help an old man save my grandson from them so oh, yeah. yeah awesome love it inherit the howling night and it's all spooky and everything like that and you know we get some uh captions there but yeah that's and again you turn the page and they're just jumping right into it no explanation about anything and here we go and <laughs> i guess uh what does robin say uh, flasher he calls a uh, kid flash Flasher? Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure about that name. Oh, that's, yeah, he uses that nickname a lot. Mm, boy, the police might want to look in on that. Uh, that's <laughs> kind of, a... of course, Robin. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fiends from the pit, the old guy calls them. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. But yeah, speed. It never appears in this story. Mm. And then uh, Kid Flash, I'll be there in a second. And then uh, that doesn't happen. He tries to run up the stairs and they turn into an a like down a escalator. <laughs> yeah. Now, Kid Flash is a very fast human being. Yes. I mean, this is some powerful magic that he can't make any any headway up that staircase. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely crazy. I don't understand that one, but it turns fast enough that he can't do it. Hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Yeah, so he can't do anything. So then on the outside, they're like, uh-oh, we need to do something here. And <laughs> Robin's like, come on, Speedy. And the two of them try to climb up some vines on the side of the house, and they've turned into snakes. Hang on. Yeah, Um. I guess nobody thought to just send up the absolute most powerful person in the group up to the top of the roof because she could just jump up there by herself. <laughs> and throw down a rope and pull them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, but Wonder Girl would have been so better. It's probably better that she just stay behind. Right. She needs to. The girl. The girl needs to stay behind and take her direction from Robin. Right. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yes. This is. This is. Yeah. She can't make her own decisions. But I do love too how uh, she catches Speedy, who falls off because the snakes scare him. Mm-hmm. And the old the old man says the girl is an an Amazon. Uh, how did he figure that out? Because she caught a guy. Well, yeah, I was wondering if, like, he literally knew that she was an Amazon or that he was just making a generalization of, like, she's a strong woman. She must not be normal. Well, is that common parlance in the 1970s? I don't remember people referring to strong women as Amazons, you know, just in in regular everyday slang. I mean, I would have, but (laughs) I also read comic books, so... <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't get that. I'm like, am I missing something here? And I look back and I'm like, no, he's just saying that. So I don't know if he, he maybe he has ESP powers too, and he can figure out she's an Amazon. I don't know. Or he's it's just it's a dig. He's like, what an Amazon? He she caught a guy. <laughs> uh, 
it makes no sense to me. I'm like, dude, for all you know, she'd just be a strong German woman, you know? Uh, <laughs> he'd be like, the girl's a crowd or something. No one, you know, this day and age, it's like <laughs> you would get something like that. Mm, and Robin falls off too, and he grabs a branch and makes his way down there too. But uh, yeah, those deep. Go ahead. I love that his arm gets captured by a gargoyle. Oh, yes. It bites down on him. Yeah. A gargoyle on this house bites on his arm. And that's really what causes him to <laughs> fall <Wow>. off. Great. <laughs> Luckily, oh Robin is able to be saved by the thinnest branch <laughs> of a tree. <laughs> yeah. Not that sure amazing... how that didn't break. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then they go inside the house and Lilith says, there is a way up inside and she's uh, holding her brain doing an Xavier here. And, uh, they find a, what does the guy call it? A hidden lift. And he says, I've lived in this house, man and boy, and not knew not of it. I don't get I, that. I, I don't buy that. <laughs> no way. No, I, you know, I know I have lots of dreams where I am stuck in one of the old houses we used to live in, in Florida. Um, and there are secret rooms and secret passages and all sorts of horrible things. I have these nightmares once in a while. Um, but I know enough to know that you don't just have secret things in your house without understanding depth and perception, uh, per perception and walls and space and stuff like that. Also, without children poking around and finding right. every secret thing in the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because kids get into everything. Let's be real here. They would find yeah. that in a heartbeat. Mm. And I love how they do. Go ahead. Is this like the 90s cartoon Jean Grey on the X-Men when she does one little tiny bit of mental exertion and then passes out? <laughs> yeah, she does just stand there and the rest of the team uh, crawls up there. What does Robin tell them to do? Oh, he says, if we save your grandson, sir, then you may thank those forefathers fivefold. Hall team. <laughs> okay, interesting. Hall team. Yeah, are we in the 18th century all of a sudden, or the early 19th century? Because the because the old man says, "I've lived in this house, uh, man and boy, and knew not of it. Knew not of it. What's that? It's <laughs> proper talks grammar. Like that. That's what it is. I know. Knew not. <laughs> and you think those forefathers fivefold? <laughs> yeah, craziness. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, this is just uh, Haney having a little fun here. Maybe I don't know. What do you think? Probably. I mean. Probably. Well, also, this is uh, described as an escape passage built during the revolution, but it goes to the roof. How are you going to escape? I don't, maybe you have to paraglide once you get up there. <laughs> the, roof the, to, <laughs> the roof to yeah. the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, I love the panel, too, where, again, these demons seem like they're just chucking this kid around like, you know, he's a basketball or something or a volleyball. They're doing bump set spike with this kid or something. Well, I think that would be fun if you were a kid. Why is he so terrified? Yeah, quit crying, you big baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then here's the next page. Here's uh, our buddy Lilith, who now knows uh, how to stop demons. Yeah, first yeah. of all, she carries a mandrake root on her body somewhere. I'm sorry. Where, I'm, yeah, where? I was on her midterm exam, second period spring semester second of all she goes from having esp to now she's quoting a 16th century book of witchery <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i love her her uh dialogue here gibbous moon frog heart owl hoot demons of darkness feel the power of this mandrake root <laughs> and of course it has to rhyme <laughs> well yes yes 
Mm. There's no frog heart or an owl hooting. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, How does this work? <laughs> but yeah, they vanish. It's funny. They just poof, vanish, the demons. And then the boy yes. falls onto the roof. And then all of a sudden, the iron railing that was around the roof that has uh, pointy arrows uh, at the top of it that could, you know, kill you, come uh-huh. flying after them. So I'm thinking, did the little kid do this or what's going on here? Yeah, this is the point where I thought, oh, the little kid is like a poltergeist or something that he's mm-hmm. causing all this himself. Yeah. And Robin with a little. Uh, well, and that's lo- because Wonder was Wonder Girl. Yes. Says. He's gesturing at the iron railing. It's lifting up. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it comes back down like it's going to kill them. And she catches it. And Robin, at a girl wonder doll. <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy, calm down. <laughs> yeah, just so we're clear, we're, we're on page five of this story. And the only people in the story that have actually done anything useful are both of the women. Yes. That's true. Do you notice this is a deep nerd dive here, but uh, in this one panel, Wonder Girl is not wearing her bracelets of submission, which means she's going to fly into a maniacal rage at any moment. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. When she caught Speedy, she didn't have them on either. Hmm. What is she just insane the whole time? Maybe. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Explain the bracelets to me, please. So all Amazons now, in fairness, Wonder Girl is not a native-born Amazon. She was brought to Paradise Island and given powers. But uh, the Amazons all wear these bracelets, which if they are taken away, they go insane. Oh. And if they're welded together, they're helpless. They lose their powers. So is it like, um, does it stave off menopause or something? Uh, Possibly, although they live on an island with no men. so Well, but they would still have menopause, though, wouldn't they? You would hope that being granted blessings by the goddesses uh-huh. that they would not have to worry about a monthly cycle. Well, maybe, maybe um, their bracelets are like, um, you know, those arthritic things that you wear, those those copper bracelets you yes. wear for arthritis? Maybe that's what they're for. Oh, okay, they, yeah. Yeah, it works like that. And if they get taken off, then they just are in so much pain that they go insane. They go insane. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Does that scan? Yeah, I'm on board with okay. that. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, the the two women are the ones that actually do everything, and the guys are just being like meatheads. Which you know, I mean, let's be real. That's probably what would really happen. They wouldn't think. They're just like very blinders on. Go forward, punch, kick, and the yeah, girls are like, "Now nah, we'll figure this out." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's, but Grant, uh, the guys, like, let's just act like we're in charge and react to everything that happens. And the women are like, "Um, I think I'm actually going to solve the problem." Yeah, let's think about this. <laughs> Oh, but Davy's out for the count. Davy, Davy, speak to grandfather, boy. And then all of a sudden, he snaps out of it like a hypnotist snapped his fingers and jumps on grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was kind of weird, too. Kind of fishy. I'm sob. So scared. <laughs> I love it when they, when they write in sob, don't you? Yes. Yes. That's my favorite thing is when someone has a sob or a choke in the middle of their sentence. Oh, yeah. choke. Yeah, choke is great. That's a good one, too. <laughs> I love it. But uh, he's all right now. The demons tried to possess him again, but you young ones drove them off just in time there on the top of page uh, six. And here's where we get a little bit of backstory, which is the most absurd thing I think I've ever read in my life, where uh, Grandpa here uh, tells the Titans what's going on, and we see some uh, uh, a death, Davy's mother here. That is crazy. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Also horrific. She's stabbed by her own knitting needles. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is, when I read this, I actually exclaimed out loud. I said, because I, I hadn't read what year this was written in, and I said, good God, we never see murders in the 1960s in the comics that we read. You know, yeah. we never see that. We never actually see them visualized. We never see them drawn. Right. We've got two murders in this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. This is hardcore. <laughs> They're not screwing around. <laughs> and there's the baby sitting in his little uh, bassinet, just like, hey, how's it going? And the mother's there in her death <laughs> rows, two feet away. <laughs> wow. Crazy. So, yeah, he, Grandpa says all this craziness with these uh, demon creatures, moonlings, began years ago. And he says about how the mother got killed by her own knitting needle and all these crazy things started happening. And uh, the father, who just has a rifle laying around for no apparent reason near a child, uh, right. it just yeah it just jumps off the mantle and shoots him in the back. <laughs> what? Yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Absolute craziness. And then uh, a demon appears out of nowhere. It's the guy with his robe that has his merit badge or whatever. And he starts chucking a bunch of rocks at Grandpa. And there's a uh, little Davy again. And his, you know, he almost looks like a papoose uh, there up uh, against right. the tree. Yeah. yeah. And Grandpa's trying to fight off. I guess he's pretending like he's playing baseball or something. He's yeah. trying to hit the stones <laughs> as they come out. Yeah. That's great. Mm. Grandpa's fought them for years now. Yeah, he does say this has been going on for a very long time. But why doesn't he ever die? That's what I'm wondering here. Uh, why did he get to be the sole survivor here? I don't understand that. Well, someone has to feed the baby. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he had to survive at least somehow until he got old enough to do for himself, I guess. Yeah, mm, I have fought them for years, but my strength is near an end. If they conquer little Davy, he would become their bewitched and bedeviled child. <laughs> OK, <laughs> that's great, too. So yeah. the Titans mental agree make, to just make a mental, note, a, a mental uh, uh, uh marker for that he would become their bewitched and bedeviled child because we don't want this child to become bewitched and bedeviled do we or bothered and bewildered for mm -hmm. that matter i mean hey well, maybe give the demons a shot he might end up like samantha from bewitched and be nice and just wiggle his nose and make cool stuff happen yes and give his own television show thank you yes <laughs> yeah i mean come on give it a try <laughs> look what it did for tabitha <laughs> yeah really they're a perfect example but uh, the Titans agree to uh, keep watch uh, over everything that's going on here. So that's that's awesome. And we get them uh, one by one getting taken out here. And I love how Speedy gets taken out. I think that's my favorite of the bunch. Right. That he's going to get fresh milk for breakfast. <laughs> the cow goes berserk and tramps all over him. Yep. And takes him out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cows don't mess around with a cow. Yeah, if you start pulling on the wrong thing, you're going to get kicked. And I think that's what happened here. <laughs> he doesn't know his farm animals like he should. So, <laughs> well, he's watching the milk and are too fast, you know? Mm -hmm. You can't be well, rough. Yeah, it's a little rough. He's like, well, I, if, if a regular person milks at this speed, I'm fast. I'll milk at this speed. The cow's like, what? No. Yeah, I love the uh, sound effects there, too. Ooh, thud, quam. <laughs> quam. <laughs> quam. You got to figure that he's uh, an archer. He's probably got leather gloves on, so that's going to yeah. be abrasive. Muscle. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Or or offensive to a cow. Yes. Yeah. 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 You should have put it like a little butter on them or something to make it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> but I love how, yeah, Wonder Girl comes uh, walking in and there he is and just in a pile of hay laying there, not completely knocked out face down. <laughs> That's a great panel. And then she gets an anvil to the stomach. I'm surprised she gets knocked down and, well, and, and, and that she's kept down. It does say a blow would, that would kill an ordinary girl only stuns the petite Amazon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Petite Amazon. That's great. What a description. But uh, uh, in the comic here, I don't know if you guys have it digitally or how you're reading this, but in my copy of this comic, she's laying there on the ground and whoever the colorist was got a little excited and some of her red uniform color is on the ground all around yep. her. So it looks like she's a bloody mess. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's been punctured. Yeah, and then she has a cart and a shovel and a pickaxe and everything else coming at her, too. All sorts of barnyard detritus has been thrown on top of her to keep her down. Now, Kid Flash. This father <laughs> finds a pitcher. Was that a, it's more a jug, more like a jug of maple syrup. Of mm -hmm. New England maple syrup. So I think I'll just drink right out of the jug. Well, no one was Spoil watching. Spoil it for everybody. Didn't he have high metabolism? He, it wouldn't bother him, right? It wouldn't bother him, except he's putting his mouth all over the jug that everyone else has to use for oh. their pancakes or flapjacks, whatever they make in New England. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll get his and cooties. That'll teach him, because now uh, 65 million gallons of maple <laughs> syrup come pouring out of the jug. And fill up the the the, the pantry where he's the, he is. I mean, like, how many gallons is this? Well, it's magic maple syrup. Oh, my obviously. goodness. Mm -hmm. This uh, scene where it just kept coming out like that reminded me of, it's a more modern comic, and I can't remember what it is. I'll have to find it. I think I have it somewhere. Of a Fantastic Four story where something's going, you know, gonzo like this, and alligators are coming out of the toilet at the Baxter building. Wow. <laughs> yeah, full-size alligators coming out of a toilet, and then Johnny's like, what's going on? If this is impossible. The hole isn't big enough. But here they come out of the toilet. <laughs> they just keep coming out and coming out and coming out. <laughs> Although you guys have probably seen that in Florida, so what am I saying? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's plenty of alligators running around down there in the loose. There are, actually. Well, you Craziness. Yeah, swimming pools and golf courses. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a wild scene. And then we get Robin up there and he's uh, in Davy's room and Davy's sleeping like a log. And Robin yawns and he's like, wow, I'm getting really tired. And we see some uh, noxious uh, poison Poppy. coming in. <laughs> Poppies. Yeah, Poppy. there you go. Okay, from the wizard. Sleep. <laughs> oh, the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. And then oh, shortly, I love it. Shortly. I love when it's shortly. then a little later. Shortly. That's I love that. Grandpa comes in. <laughs> uh oh, Davy's gone and he goes to Miss Lilith. Little Davy, he's missing. And she's like, I know they took him just as they overcame my teammates. Let me show you. And she has to point out to Grandpa, everybody that got, you know, beat down by uh, the demons. Like, if she already knew this, why is she just standing around the living room waiting for the old man to come down the stairs? <laughs> it's like she has this... Thanks, this, Lilith. This psychic cognition, right? And she can see in her mind's eye all the things that are going on. And she says, I think I'll just stand here 
until someone comes and tells that I can figure out what to do next. Well, I mean, if she would have went and saved Wonder Girl and just left the guys like that, she should have been like, yeah. you got you got what was coming to you for all the dumb stuff you did already in this comic. But Wonder <laughs> Girl should have at least been saved. <laughs> Maybe it's like the prophet Cassandra. She knows everything that's going to happen, but no one believes her. Mm. Mm. Could be. And then we see, uh, I love the living room scene where they're all getting bandaged up. Robin uh -huh. looks like he just has a headache over there in the corner. He has his head in his hands like he was out on a bender the night before. <laughs> um, I just now noticed this. <laughs> that Kid Flash has a tub of soapy water that he's washing the syrup off his syrup. legs. The syrup. <laughs> but he doesn't have his legs in, in the, the tub of water. He has his legs over the living room carpet. And he's just sloshing soapy water all over everything. Uh, it's probably a wooden floor. Still, yeah, right. You're going to slop soapy, soapy syrup, syrup all over water all over the floor. That's going to draw. And ants. you know he's not going to clean that up. No. Well, in fairness, this old guy is used to demons running around chasing him and his, you know, toddler grandson around. So this is the Fair least point. of his worries. <laughs> he's You're probably used to like right. demon urine and <laughs> feces all over his house. <laughs> I hadn't thought about all the all the demon droppings they leave behind. <laughs> yeah, demon turds. I bet. They probably don't take time to, to dig holes in the ground and, and do their demon business and cover it up. Well, you think demons are bad. Where do the ants find that maple syrup on the floor? <laughs> oh, yeah, look out. Yeah, good luck calling an exterminator to take care of that. That's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> but, oh, we got some more uh, uh, psychic uh, shenanigans here from Lilith. Uh, we yeah. see a, I'm sorry, we see a ghost. There's a ghost yeah, on the right. steps. And Grandpa right away is like, I'm going to shoot a ghost. Like, what is this planet is this old fool from? You're going to shoot a ghost? <laughs> like, That's come so on, weird. dude. Luckily, yeah. it's Rebecca, Davy's dead mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. So I'm thinking, okay, have you never seen the ghost before? Why did she just pop up at this moment? But, you know, Lilith's like, calm down, trigger. Like, she's trying to tell us something. Like, you mm -hmm. don't shoot her. And she uh, does a little Vulcan mind meld here with the ghost and she sees what really happened in the past. Uh, why don't uh, you guys talk about that lovely uh, scene? <laughs> okay, so uh, the Davy's father and grandpa, this is a flashback. Davy's father and grandpa are going hunting for a couple of days, leaving Rebecca and infant Davy home alone with no phone in the house. Nope. She's wearing a miniskirt, so we know that phones exist. Yeah, she's wearing a miniskirt, but it's snowing outside. They <laughs> left in full winter gear to go hunting. Uh-huh. Uh, the baby develops a fever. There's no phone, and she doesn't want to leave the baby alone to go fetch the doctor. Uh, you could take the baby with you, but that would spoil <laughs> the story. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, the baby's dead in his cradle. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, her first thought is, my husband and grandfather Cyrus will blame me and say I neglected him. Yeah, I don't think most mothers do that. I mean, I know she's probably overcome with grief, you know, obviously. But, right. But really blame me and say I neglected him? You don't have a phone. You, It's snowing outside and you're dressed in a miniskirt. How could you have neglected him? Yeah. Mm. She cries to the universe to please have someone 
come and help her. She would give her soul to have her child alive and well. Mm -hmm. And then she says, I know what to do. I'm going to secretly bury him and say he was kidnapped. (laughs) Neglecting my child if I say he was kidnapped. Oh, Bob Haney. (laughs) She falls asleep from exhaustion. And when she wakes up, there's the baby alive. It must have been a terrible nightmare. Yeah, me digging the hole, putting him. <laughs> Wait, she put him in a casket. She must Shh, have... don't. It's a don't jump ahead. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, I gave the spoiler. I'm sorry, but remember that, she, that in her grief, she made him a casket and dug a hole and buried him. And then she wakes up the next morning and sees that the baby's alive, and she says, "Oh, well, that all that stuff that I just did must be a dream, must be a nightmare." Well, look, her hands aren't dirty or anything. There's no muddy clothes around the room. Two days in that same outfit, by the way. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I don't think she even made a casket for him. I think she looked like I think she just chucked him in an old trunk and threw him in the ground. <laughs> yeah, it did kind of look like a jewelry box or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. So, well, all's well that ends well. It was just a nightmare. The baby's alive. It's fine. Yeah, yeah no, nothing fine. to worry about here. No. I hope your knitting needles don't slip. <laughs> mm. And then suddenly, you know, as everybody's explaining this to Grandpa, back out in the yard, they're throwing little Davy around again. It's like yep. the only game they know. They don't know any other games other than let's chuck Davy. It's <laughs> <laughs> their favorite game. I love that Lilith has read the mind of the spirit woman, of the mother, and then the mother's like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she has a sad face on too as she's she you know, <laughs> yes dissipating there <laughs> it's so great but yeah that of course grandpa his first notion when there's any kind of shenanigans is always uh, i've got to get my gun and shoot at something and robin's <laughs> like listen ha- uh, pump the brakes old guy let's let's figure this out here and, <laughs> you know they say uh they they notice that odd how they're dancing in one spot where the shadows of the pump handle and weather vane fall so of course we get a shot of that on the ground and the crazy moonling gross feet and uh (laughs) then they talk about what time of year it is as well the sun's those two shadows touch once a year when the sun's right on june 23rd midsummer's eve and that's tonight mr manning teacher teacher (laughs) i have my hand raised Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> How do they know that? They just came to the farm. What? That How is... do they know that those, those the two date? shadows touch each other? No, the two shadows touch, touch each other in that yard, on that place. How do they know that? Oh, I assumed that was the grandpa. Grandpa, grandpa was oh. saying that. He's an occult expert, too. I wasn't paying attention because someone answers, that's tonight, Mr. Manning. Okay. Yeah. And also, Robin, the teen wonder is a crack detective. Oh, yeah. he's the one that noticed the shadows. All right, I've been schooled. <laughs> say, I've got a... I've did summer madness. <laughs> and then, say, I've got a hunch, a terrifying hunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Robin's figuring out the caper here. Oh, wait, did we mention that they're trapped there because there's an evil, impenetrable force surrounding the farm? We did not, but yes, I don't know if the Titans were just like, we're just going to leave. We don't like it here or what the explanation was, but grandpa's like, you can't leave. Maybe they said they were going to go get some help. I don't know if they're going to call Batman or what, but grandpa explains that. Nope. Once you're on this farm, you cannot leave. 
because there's this impenetrable force field that allows people to come in, but no one to right. come out. And I think they even question him like, so then how come nobody else ever got trapped here? And he's like, because everybody knows there's these demons running right. around up here. So nobody comes around. And I'm like, good point. Good point. All right. Oh They've gosh. got a plan though. <laughs> that involves three buckets of water on the roof. <laughs> uh, it's buckets of honey water. I think it's a pretty good idea. That honey water is going to make them the, the demons stick together. Oh, you mean maple syrup water? Oh, did I say honey water? You I meant did. maple syrup water. Yep. Um, yeah. Not just buckets. These are wash tubs that they've hauled up to the widow's walk. Have you ever lifted a wash tub full of water? No, I it's haven't. It's very heavy. Well, they've got Wonder Girl right there. Oh, that's she can true. do it. Yeah. Or maybe there's a hose and they just took the empty <laughs> and they ran the hose up to the room. That would have been the most clever way. And I don't even know. They almost drown these demons. Like they, they chuck the water off the top of the roof and try to drown the demons or just distract them. But they almost drown them. But that's not actually the point of their plan. Their point of their plan is to make the whole ground muddy so that mm -hmm. Kid Flash can run in there and dig up this jewelry case with the baby bones in it. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they figured out is that's what's going on for real here. Baby Davy really died, and the mother really buried him in, like you said, I don't know what that looks like, a little like mini treasure chest from like a Disney film or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's definitely not something you'd bury a person in. Uh, and they figure out he really died and was buried. And it's like, that's it. Rebecca's dream. It was real. And he says to the old guy, don't you understand? Your grandson did die when you were away. And Rebecca did bury him secretly in that spot. But the living child she found in the morning wasn't Davy, but a changeling. So, again, now Robin's an occult expert. Right, right. Well, I guess I, I'm not going to criticize Robin for this because normally I'd be like, come on. But in in fact, they have been, you know, dealing with demons this entire time. So right. we have to sort of understand that changeling is a possible thing in this world. Plus, Batman makes sure that Robin has extensive reading on all subject matters. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And then he goes on to say, a child substituted by witches and warlocks for a normal infant, looking exactly like the one it replaced. And then he says, then that Davy outside isn't my grandson? Okay, hold on. It, maybe yeah. it's not, but it still looks like, uh, like an eight-year-old boy. Yeah. But Grandpa doesn't care. He's got the solution to this problem. Yep. Yeah. Same solution he has for every problem this whole issue. He has been itching to fire his rifles, and he was just looking for an excuse. Mm. Kapow. Goodbye, little Davy. He blasted it. <laughs> huh? My God. Right? This is Four, insane. Three murders. Well, it's the one death of an infant, then two parents are murdered, uh, one by a shotgun, one by knitting needles, and then the child demon is shot and killed. And Robin's and, all okay with it. He says it took a very special kind of courage. That old man is a rock. What? <laughs> He's insane. <laughs> First of all, if shooting at the demons could kill them, why are these demons still around? How long has this been? Eight years? Well, of maybe, Grandpa shooting demons? Maybe Grandpa's a bad shot. Maybe he didn't have any trouble shooting the eight-year-old kid. He's a he's a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I just can't believe it! Like that they published this story. It's 1972, three blasting little yeah. kids. Yeah, it might be a demon, but it looks like a little kid. I mean, you don't see the actual kid get shot, but 
I'm you surprised they didn't rip Grandpa's mask off and expose him to be somebody else. <laughs> oh yeah, this 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 is very Scooby Doo plus murder. Uh, it's like Scooby Doo uh, plus murder. It's great. Now mm. this is the final issue of the first run of Teen Titans until it was briefly revived again in the 1970s. And maybe this issue is a big reason for that. <laughs> Everybody, the, the all the, the groups came after uh, DC for publishing this. And I love it. After he blasts the little kid demon next day, the demons and the barrier are gone. And little Davy now sleeps where he should. But now no one will own. No one will inherit this land. Would you young hero? Would you young ones be my heirs? Robin, if you wish, sir, we'd be honored. So great. Now this old guy's sure. probably been dead for years. They own this property. Fantastic. Right. Could be our new headquarters. <laughs> and then in the corner, never the end. What? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, well, so this made me wonder, uh, this and the, the ending of the following story made me wonder if they already knew it was canceled. Maybe, yeah. I mean, usually they know ahead of time when something's getting the axe a little bit, so I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. Mm, wow so yeah that 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 one was absolutely crazy it's definitely the crazier of the two this next story is i think it's sad for a couple of yeah. reasons but this one please tell me my name and it's a spotlight on uh lilith here who we've been mentioning from the previous story where she <laughs> is trying to find her parents i guess she's you know was she abandoned when she was young or taken to an orphanage or something, uh, I think she says? So, oh, let's see. I just looked this up. So she was uh, in an orphanage, and then she was adopted. And I think she didn't know she was adopted for a while. And then when she found out she was adopted, she went to look for her birth parents, thinking that it would explain her powers. I'm much more alarmed by the fact that she's riding a motorcycle in a skirt with no <laughs> helmet. Right. In a skirt. Yeah. Um, and this was the last of several backup stories where she was trying to find her family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what all girls do when they're, you know, a teenager. Fire up the hog, <laughs> put a skirt on and, you know, <laughs> go out and hit the road. <laughs> Now, wow. if you're looking at this first page of the story, you know, she's riding her motorcycle in her mini skirt and, and, and thigh, no, her uh, knee high boots, knee high boots. Right. Yeah. So she's still got her legs exposed. And me, my, you know, being a motorcyclist, I, I can't imagine riding a motorcycle and having your legs exposed like that. Um, and then you burn. she pulls up to this to this town. Right. And it, it's clearly the early 1970s. The town. It's a whole collection of it's. It's almost like it's a backlot from Bonanza. This girl, there's a woman here in a full-on prairie dress with a with frilly collar and her hair up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, the it's the old west, and when you say old west, it's really the old west. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. she fiend? She deserves to die. The the pitchforks and torches are coming out here. Good riddance, I say. Goodbye, witch. And they're hauling away a woman, two state policemen. And uh, <clears throat> Lillis is like, hey, maybe that's my mother. She looks like me. And I'm thinking to myself, not everybody with red hair could be a relative to it. I, I don't know. She really doesn't look like you. Actually, in that first page, no offense to Ernie Chan. Oh, I'm sorry. Bob Haney written and Ernie Chan is the artist here. 
It almost looks yes. like a guy in drag that the policemen yeah. are yes. calling away. And it looks nothing like Lilith. Unreal. Well, you know, they say no two people on Earth are any more further related than 50th cousin. So <laughs> maybe. Um, but OK, so red hair. OK, maybe she's just she's really trying to find her parents, her birth parents and really, you know, uh, her heart's out there. She's really like, oh, I, I really want to find them. I really need to find them. So maybe she's a little delusional. So they cuff and stuff granny here and put her in the back of the state police car and take her off and. One of the uh, local yokels tells her that uh, she's going to be put to death because she murdered a poor fella. She was tricking with her spiritualism powers in cold mm -hmm. blood. <laughs> and that's exactly how the law works. You just get put in the back of a car and taken and executed right away. <laughs> you, you got two days to live. There's no trial. Yep. Two days, you're dead. <laughs> what? But she's got a, a little scheme here. She's going to go to the police station and claim to be the woman's daughter so she can talk to her and that's an interesting yeah. scene when she goes in the cell there she's getting strange vibrations from this woman um but she uh talks to her like it's all planned mm -hmm. and the woman plays along yeah she hugs her and she's like mom it's so good to see you and the woman's like what and she's <laughs> like all right miss what is this and she explains to her that you know hey you know I was given up in an orphanage as a baby. My mother, who resembled you, also had psychic powers, which I inherited. And I could feel your psychic powers. And that bottom panel where she's looking at her would-be mother, look at the mother's eyes. They're pitch black. Like, she's a Maybe she's a moonling. She's a moonling. <laughs> well, now, it turns out this lady actually did have a daughter who was kidnapped as an infant. Or maybe died of a fever and she buried him and said that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I love how at first she just says she was kidnapped and then at the end, well, okay, never mind. I won't go that far. We, I don't okay. want to jump ahead. I don't want to give a spoiler. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this woman who's like half out of it because she knows she's getting uh, the electric chair in two days uh, uh -huh. is like, you know, I don't know if I'm, uh, I, I confessed and I thought, why did you confess? If you didn't do it, why did you confess? That makes no sense. I'll tell you why. To protect a man. Yep. Her, a cowboy. Oh, a skunk, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I love that Don't part. Worry, but... everybody. Lilith's going to go see the governor. Yeah, Lilith is going to use go to the, see the governor, and when she gets told she can't, she uses her psychic powers to coerce the governor to come out on his own. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. She's about one issue away from pulling in Professor Xavier and just mind-wiping people she doesn't like. Watch out. And then the governor says, so he agrees, she, you know, she tells her story, and the, and the governor says, I can only give your mother a two-day stay of execution. <laughs> yeah, so she was like, going to die that night, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah she was literally just arrested, put into a car, and she's going to be killed that night? That's how it works in the Old West. Prairie <laughs> yeah. justice. I'm thinking the old West and Russia. Here we are. <laughs> but yeah, she goes to see this uh, guy. And what's his name? Uh, ben, Tatum. Oh, yeah. ben Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. She goes to confront him because she knows now that uh, it's he's actually the one that killed this guy and not her would be mother. And he doesn't understand how she knows this. And she basically says, because I have special powers, you skunk. <laughs> that won't hold up in the court of law, Lilith. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Although, when he killed this old guy, 
he says it was self-defense, but who will believe me? And I'm thinking to myself, uh, well, first of all, you have a witness there and the other guy's right. dead. So that's exactly how it would work. You dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Goof. <laughs> so then the lady, Ben, my darling, it's my fault. I brought you into this racket and then messed it all up. Get away, lover, and I'll cover things up. Uh, no, lady, don't do that. Like, good grief. Like, why would you do that? But she so, does. And then that's panel, Lil Lilith says, yes, she said she did it herself, but no one believed her, and now she's going to die. Well, if no one believed if her... No one believed her, exactly. Why is she going to die? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And, yeah, she keeps going at Ben here, and she won't let it go. And Ben finally admits, like, yeah, that did happen, but, you know, whatever. I'm not uh, about to go confess. And she says, you use the desperate love of an older woman... And now you'll even let her die for you. You're a skunk, Ben. And his response? Maybe, kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> also, I like this detail. He was only working that spiritualist racket until he could get back to his rodeo career. Which, as we know, is a very profitable career. Yes, yes. you can make millions and millions. Buckets of money on the rodeo. Well, he is wearing gloves and a cowboy hat and boots, so he's definitely got to be in a rodeo. That's how it works. Is Lilith a buckle bunny? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, but we know that term from our extensive research by watching every season of Yellowstone. Yes. Mm, yeah, for sure. But yeah, oh, I love how she kind of says to him then, uh, don't go out there. Something terrible is going to happen. And he mm -hmm. just blows her off. And two seconds later on Black Beauty here, he gets chucked off and gets smashed up against a fence. And well, that's the end of our buddy here. But he's, he's dying. He's, yeah, he's I, in his death rows. And he everything's says, broke inside me. Yeah, and she's like, listen, pal. She's like, you're going to croak anyway. So, you know, confess in front of all these people so my would-be mother can get off of death row. And he does it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's amazing how you can do something in front of witnesses and then everything's fine, like you could have done three pages ago. Mm -hmm. Okay, kid. Maybe I haven't always lived like a man, but I can check out like one. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I love it. And Lilith, you know, jumps back on the hog and still in her skirt flying around. It's not over her head, at least, but she goes blasting back to the governor <laughs> to say, Governor, we've got a confession here. We've got signed witness statements here, here. And he lets, uh, you know, Lilith's would-be mother go. So again, we're thinking, okay, this is going to turn out great. It's going to be like, I am really your mom. Let's figure it out. I love you. Uh, no. What no. does Bob Haney do? He throws us a curveball. She's sitting there outside the prison. I guess she knows exactly when her when her supposed mother's going to be released. And she's like, I can't wait to see my mother. I'm going to be so happy. Wait! Who's that? Who's that with her that looks exactly like me? Mm hmm There's a, a slightly more attractive redhead that is her <laughs> daughter. It's <laughs> great. Your daughter? Lilith. I'm so glad you're here. I want you to meet my daughter, your daughter. And then she says, yes, she was kidnapped years ago by a mentally ill woman, then ended up in an orphanage. The publicity about my execution brought her here from far away. Okay, how did she figure that out? Right. Is, she an, is she another Lilith? Oh, there's a redheaded woman on TV that's about to die. I think that's my mother because she has red hair. Sounds like another grifter to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, you know what? Just take both the girls. In as your daughters. Right. Just adopt them both. Yeah. 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 Just be like, you know, two girls, 
both of you raised in an orphanage, both of you taken from your mothers. How about I, I've got enough love in my heart for both of you. Do you want a mom? And you know? just think of the spiritualism grift we could run with three of us. Oh, yes. <laughs> and let's be real. Psychics probably make three times as much what rodeo guys do. So you, you're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Still nothing. <laughs> but, oh, she does have a family, though. You know, the very last page here, she's kind of a little heartbroken, but says, you know, but that story happened in the past. And since then, I've found my family and my place in the world as a teen titan. Right on, right Lilith. on, Lilith. I love that first panel, though, where she's sitting on the motorcycle. She's like, okay, bye, not mom. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, man. Unreal. This is, this is also why I think they knew it was canceled, because this had been a series of solo Lilith stories where she was looking for her family. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, nope, never mind. I found my family. I'm a Teen Titan. And it's like, well, then why were you running around on a motorcycle in a skirt looking for your family if, you know, you have one? Right. Right. And riding on a motorcycle in skirt, let me just say, like, you're on the road. There are bugs flying around. That's not a comfortable thing. She'd get a bee stuck up in her skirt, and then she'll be sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at mm. least she would have seen it coming with her precognitive powers. Oh, you're right. She would have swerved out of the way because she would have seen it just in time in her mind's eye. Yes. Yes, you're right. Yep. So nothing bad can ever happen to her. Not like thinking someone's your mother that really isn't, right? You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> those powers are ace. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. So, yes, two insane stories here. Uh, the first one with all the death it is definitely my favorite of the two, but I love this one too, just because, again, it was absolutely absurd. Um, so beautiful. I think this is Ernie Chan's one of his first things he did for DC. Yeah, I mean, when you look at, you know, all the characters, he does the characters really well. I mean, that panel with the Titans at the end looks great. Uh, the mm -hmm. governor on the phone, the page before, that looks great. Like, yeah, his he does a really good job here art-wise. That's, that's definitely, you know, a plus for this one. Absolutely. I love it. I was looking at see so some of the word uh, the word captions are, are bleeding over into panels. And then a couple of the pages, the people's heads bleed into another panel, or, or I wouldn't call it bleeding, but, you know, I don't know what you call it, but... Overlap. Overlapping, yeah, overlapping, yeah. yeah and nice perspective. Uh, after the uh, letters page is one of my favorite advertisements ever as well. Uh, the day Bill told off his boss. One of my favorites. <laughs> oh, I don't have that in ours. No. I'm, ho I'm hoping that actually happens to me someday. So, uh, this... <laughs> grouchy looking boss says get in here bill i want to talk to you and he says you punched in seven minutes late i'm docking you an hour's pay and it better not happen again or else and bill retorts oh yeah i got news for you mr bemis i've got a new job offer with a real future at twice the money and uh, mr bemis says ha anybody be crazy to pay you that much and uh, bill's response is that's what you think. I've been learning electronics in my spare time at home from CIE, and now I can take my pick of good jobs. you got to be kidding me. You in electronics? Yes, now I've got a career. CIE made it easy, so goodbye to you and your crummy job. <laughs> wow. That sounds like a dream scenario. TV VCR repair. Or just mm. look like a model. <laughs> <laughs> for sure so well all right so what if anything 
was your favorite moment from either of these two stories or a, you know let's call it a, a haneyism it could be a line of dialogue or it could be a, a certain scene or even just the premise what would be something you would pick out that you're like yep that was screamed bob haney well the uh panel where lilith pulls out the mandrake root and all of a sudden is a witch <laughs> remind it reminded me very much of my first exposure to bob haney which I was aware was Bob Haney was in the Brave and the Bold number 149, mm. which was between Batman and the Teen Titans. And uh, there's one panel where Batman has Wonder Girl use her amazing power of perfectly imitating any voice. <laughs> which is not a power that Wonder Girl had before or since. But the caption in the panel is written as if everyone knows this is a power of Wonder Girls that she just has somehow never used before or since. And so ever since then, I really look for things that are just thrown into the story by Haney that are written as if everybody knows this is common knowledge, but it's something he, he just made up on the spot. Mm, yeah for me it has to be the maple syrup with kid flash yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely crazy and i love it but that to me is like yeah that's something he would do i think I, I tend to go toward the darker side i i love page 12 with the woman with the with the baby that has the fever and then she's afraid then it dies and she's afraid of being accused of neglecting him and then she buries him and goes to sleep with grief and and, but she, but she decides she's going to tell them that, she, that he was kidnapped. Yeah, you know, because because no one's going to say, <laughs> oh, what does it look like, right? And then the next morning she wakes up and and Davies, you know, obviously a changeling is is in the bed. I just love that little sequence. I, it's bizarre. Oh yes, that's absolutely crazy. I love it. So exhausted, must sleep. How could you sleep if your child just died? What? Like, right. Oh my gosh. Not Although, only that your child just died, but you buried it. And you're gonna lie to everybody about what yeah. happened too. What a psycho! <laughs> That's great. <laughs> she deserved to be stabbed by knitty needles. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Maybe she's the mentally ill woman that stole that other baby. Wait a oh. minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Maybe she stole the baby from the second story. Uh huh. Mm. Hmm. And she let that one play with the demons, too, probably. <laughs> the yeah. moonlings. Oh, my gosh. So how about that book? That is insane. Yeah, I love it. But again, the cover sold me. I was like, yep, I need to have that. And then open it up. Oh, it's Bob Haney. Oh, jackpot. <laughs> Absolutely. So. All right. Well, why don't we transition now to you guys? Let's talk about your show. So for anybody that doesn't know about your show, Checkered Past Podcast, why don't you tell the listeners the whole like five there probably will be not listener maybe five <laughs> so how about you guys uh talk about that show and what's uh, going on there so uh yes as you say it's called checkered past uh probably some of your listeners will be aware that dc had a two-year period in the 60s where every single one of their comics had a black and white checkerboard pattern atop the top of the covers masthead, masthead. Mm -hmm. um and which the the go go check pattern has kind of become emblematic of all that's wonderful about the 1960s 
uh, particularly in DC Comics, just the campiness and the, there's lots of Bob Haney written stories during this period. Mm-hmm. And so we just go each week and we take an issue or two of those go go checked comics and do much as we did here, read through them and point out all the wackadoodle stuff. But the the funny thing about it is that um, I wasn't raised reading comics. I, I did, you know, I I just didn't. I don't know why I wasn't attracted to them. I read sci-fi a lot as as a, as a young person, but I didn't um, read comics and, until much later in in life. And um, so I approach it from a sort of like, oh my God, why did you read these things? Sort of. <laughs> and, and of course, he's an expert on comics, so. We just go back and forth and and um, and talk about them and and it's seemed to be, you know, working out. How many episodes have we done? Uh, I think we just did episode one fifty nine. Yeah, so we've been doing yeah. it for a while. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, it's a blast! And for me too, when you know, at the very beginning of the show, I love when you guys interject some of the goings on. Just, you know, in your life, too. Just uh, what about this? What about that? And that's always a fun part of the show. The dog's running around. I love that. That's just, I don't know. It gives it a good touch. I love how the show always starts out like that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do like to we uh, podcast here from our upper office window so we can gossip about the neighbors. He calls me happens. he calls me twitchy curtains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whether that's the neighbors or what's going on, I love to hear about that stuff. It's a great way to start the show out. I really love that. It's a fun uh, fun way to start out, and I everybody needs to get out there and listen to your show because it's a blast. And the comics from that area era are so much fun and crazy and kooky and they're a fun read and hey a lot of them you know if anybody has the dc app out there a lot of them are on the app too like you can find a decent bit of them out there yes yes so yeah absolutely get the get the app download check out all those shows or check out all those uh issues and then uh tune in to checkered past podcast so if anybody wants to find you guys where are you at out there uh, we're on Twitter at GoGoCheckPod, and the Checkered Pass podcast is on Apple and Stitcher and Spotify and wherever you get your free podcasts we from. Forgot, we forgot to mention that um, when we go, this, these, these include comics of like Bob Hope and, um, and other zany characters, but also the girls' romance uh, ones we usually dramatize with friends, and Bob does all the sound production on it, and they're really funny. Um, so it's, it's usually, it's like a radio drama. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Those are a blast too. And, you know, for someone who is, uh, very not awesome at, uh, you know, editing and stuff like that, they are episodes that make me extremely jealous. What? You, you edit? <laughs> <laughs> I try. Poorly. Start talking. Yeah. He, he doesn't do any editing, but he does for the, for the, um, for the radio dramas. He does. Yeah. Yes. They sound marvelous. Absolutely. So that's that's definitely jealousy there on my part, you know. And it's like I wish I could do that. Maybe someday. I just need to uh, uh, dive Stop right in. To work. He yes. always surprised me by coming up with new theme songs. I mean, you know, he'll sit down and, and record them here in the in the office, and I'm just like, like, how do you do that? I work from home. That's how. <laughs> Plenty of time on your hands, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for being on. This was a blast. Hopefully I can uh, entice you you to be on again in the future, baby. A break of the bowl. More crazy, zany Bob Haney, of course. Love uh, Bob Haney. 
We so, got plenty of Bob Haney coming up, so we'll uh, right back at you. You're welcome anytime. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more uh, Bob Haney on your show as well. So uh, at this point, I'm going to let you guys go and take a quick promo break and then come back to wrap things up. So once again, thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay, that's going to wrap up episode two. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank the Checkered Past boys for being on, uh, Dr. Bob and Dr. Husband. Definitely check out their podcast. You know, uh, they have a lot of fun over there talking about the Silver Age checkerboard DC books. Um, plus, they add in their own, you know, uh, personal stuff as well. It's, it's just a fun show. Always a good time listening to those guys. So definitely check them out and then uh, be ready for uh, another episode in two weeks of The Brave and the Bob. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See ya.